0: to The Last Symptom. I'm Brian Barnett, the creator and host. I'm so happy for you to rejoin me again this week or maybe you're joining me for the first time. Whatever the case, I'm glad you're here. Before we get started, I want to tell you about thelastsymptom.com. Lots of free resources there and there's some paid services that uh, allow me to do what I do. The thing I need to tell you about most pressingly is the last symptom live and online fundamentals course that is going to be beginning here in the next week and a half or so it's starting on august 17th so that is exactly let me see here one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven days from the time of this recording the maximum number of participants allowed is twelve And actually, the maximum number of paid participants is only 10 because I'm reserving two seats for those under financial difficulty. But maximum number of 12 in the class, minimum number of six, you know, with only 11 days remaining. Now is the time to run over to thelastsymptom.com, sign up for this course. It's going to be 40 hours total, four hours every evening for two weeks with the weekends off. I'm the instructor. The purpose of the class is to lay down a solid foundation of insights so that you can authentically recover from borderline personality disorder. As far as I know, there is no other course like this in the world. Nothing more intimate, nothing more comprehensive, nothing more insightful, nothing better for your money uh, than this course. And in fact, Similar courses like this would run three times the cost. So it really is a wonderful opportunity for you. I'm not sure that I'm gonna continue offering this course. I mean live and in person, but I do have plans to offer the information in possibly a different format. So with that said, I don't wanna spend too much time on that, but you know it is important for me to get the word out and for you to have every opportunity to secure your spot in that course, if you're so inclined to participate in something like that. It's very personable, uh, very comprehensive, and it will make a difference in your life. Uh, you know, if, you're, if your intentions are in the right place. Well, I found myself in kind of a pickle today. Because my buddy Lambert, who I've told you about in the past has invited me to go fishing with him tonight. So the time he wants me to meet him just happens to fall directly during the period of time that I would normally be recording this show. So I had to move some chess pieces around to get this show in today and also be able to go fishing. I haven't gone fishing yet this year. This will be my first time. So he's got his boat ready. We're going to go out on the lake, and I'm going to see if I can slay some bass. I have a feeling that he's going to be trying for catfish because he told me to pick up some live bait on my way out. Uh, And the only reason I can imagine that he would be doing that is if he's trying to catch some nasty bottom feeder. Well, you know, to each their own. I personally am a freshwater bass guy. I really like the skills that it requires to uh, be able to catch them. And uh, I really like the experience of of catching them. I like the way they taste. I even like the time of day that you have to catch them. It's either in the morning or in the evening. You know, those two times a day I just find so peaceful and relaxing and memorable. So that's what I'm going to be doing here in a little bit. Uh, In the meantime, right now, I'm here with my daughter, Eloise. And I thought maybe you'd like to hear from her. Eloise, te gustaría. ¿Cómo has estado? Bien. ¿Cuántos años ahora tienes? Cinco. ¿Cinco años? ¡Qué vieja! ¡Eres una vieja!
1: <ríe>
0: ¿Y qué está pasando en tu vida? ¿Qué has hecho? How's your, how's your summer going? Bien. Algo te pasa este año, ¿verdad? Primera vez que vas a ir a dónde?
1: A la escuela.
0: Oh, a la escuela. ¿Y cómo te sientes de eso?
1: Bien.
0: Yeah. ¿Tienes nervios? Un poco. ¿Un poco de nervios?
1: Ajá. Uh-huh.
0: ¿Por qué tienes nervios?
1: Bueno, yo no creo que tengo nervios.
0: ¿No tienes uh-huh. nervios? ¿Te sientes como emocionada? Ajá.
1: Uh-huh. Me siento emocionada.
0: Ajá. Uh-huh. ¿Has ido a la piscina?
1: Mm, no, porque ya no tenemos piscina, ¿verdad?
0: <laughs> ¿No tienes piscina? No. Well, let's talk in English for a little bit. How mm-hmm. have you been? Good. What's what's new this year? What's going to be happening this year that you've never done before?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, I, I never... Well, the new thing is what I'm going to school today, and i never been in school, and I wonder why I'm not in school if, if I'm going to school this year.
0: Oh, yeah? You're going to be going to school for the first time in your whole life. Are you nervous about that? No. Not at all? No. Are you excited? Yeah. Well, um... It's been hot this summer, hasn't it? It sure has. Hotter than Orson's butt crack. (laughs) And that's hot. All right, well, let me finish up this show. You want to say anything else to everybody out there? Tell them, uh, hey, you all stinkies, have a good time.
1: Hey, all stinkies, have a good time.
0: (laughs) Tell them, uh, be good to yourselves. Tell them, do something good for yourself this weekend.
1: Do something good for yourself this... This
0: This weekend. This weekend. Uh Este fin de semana. Así se dice. Uh, What are some... ¿Tienes alguna idea de lo que pueden hacer? Algo bueno que pueden hacer para ellos mismos? Do you have any ideas of what they can do for themselves? You can say it in Spanish and in English if you want.
1: I think I'll say it
0: in Spanish.
1: Okay. Let me just, déjame solo pensar, okay?
0: Okay. You know, I think some nice things are uh, maybe buying a bottle of wine or going to, you know, renting a movie or buying themselves uh, maybe some a nice smelling candle or maybe a good book. Como un buen libro.
1: Una vela. You mean you're going you to let me hear?
0: Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. All right. You come up with something.
1: Usan mascaras y, y no se van a enfermar porque coronavirus.
0: Oh, yeah, por ese virus.
1: Uh-huh. Be good, wear masks, and don't get sick because of coronavirus.
0: All right, well, Eloise, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to finish this show, all right Okay. So, <clears throat> today's uh, topic is... Emptiness, yeah, chronic emptiness, let's address that so I can get this show broadcast and uh, get my, myself out on the lake. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed to do fun things too, folks, <laughs> but I'm not going to cheat you today. The, the information is going to be as rich as ever. All right. I promise. Chronic emptiness. Where does that come from? Well, chronic emptiness when it comes to borderline personality disorder and emotional disorder is a symptom. It's a symptom. So as problematic as it seems, it's not the problem. You know, it's problematic, but it, it ain't the problem. And as I've explained in my work a million times, nobody ever fixed a problem by focusing on and addressing the symptom of a problem. Now, in our work of recovery, we do focus on symptoms, but for what reason? The reason we focus on symptoms is because they point to and inform us about what the cause is. So that is the real purpose for focusing on any symptom. But, you know, I've used this illustration in the past. Let's say you have a terrible headaches because of a brain tumor. The headaches are problematic, but they aren't the problem. When you take aspirin, have you addressed the problem? No, you, you haven't. You've merely treated the symptom temporarily. Has your problem gone away? Well you already know the answer to this. Why anybody on the internet or anywhere else thinks that the formula works any differently for things like borderline personality disorder? Now there's a real study in human psychology. If chronic emptiness is a symptom of borderline personality disorder, the correct question to be asking is what is the cause of borderline personality disorder? And how do I address that? Because you see, if you never identify and address the underlying cause, anything you do to treat your chronic emptiness is ultimately a waste of time, attention, and effort. Just like taking aspirin for a brain tumor the problem is not going to go away. And whatever relief you do get will be temporary, fleeting, and artificial. Every single person with borderline personality disorder lives with two subconscious or unconscious foundation certainties. These are underlying misperceptions or misconceptions that they live with, whether they're aware of it or not. And uh, they are. Number one, my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth. Number two, if my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth, then so am I. Notice, these two beliefs involve things of an inherent nature. And it's this perception about their inherent nature that causes the greatest amount of chaos. You know, something that is inherent is that way naturally. Nothing external has to make it that way. So, for example, ice is inherently cold. Cold is an inherent aspect of what makes ice, ice. Cold is the inherent natural state of ice. It always has been, and it always will be. No external factor will ever change this, and in fact, nothing at all will ever change this. For ice to not be cold would mean that you now have something else. Whatever it is, it ain't ice. That's how inseparable cold and ice are. They're inseparable. So do you see that inherent aspects involve inseparable features of what makes a thing a thing? So when I say that folks with borderline personality disorder live with an erroneous subconscious Underlying perspective that they themselves and their feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth, this is a big deal. What it means is that they perceive this as the natural, inherent state of the very nature of what they are as people, as well as the very reality making up their feelings. When I say uh, that they view their feelings and they themselves as devoid of inherent value, this is a huge deal. It means that they perceive their own natural state and the natural state of their feelings as being completely without any value whatsoever. You see that? That is their natural state. They are without value. In order to have value, something external has to provide it. So nobody who lives with the false underlying certainty that they are naturally devoid of inherent value and that any sense of value they will ever get to experience is dependent on external things. Nobody who lives this way can ever truly feel anything other than empty. (laughs) Do you see, empty is the only thing that that can translate into? What is the opposite of feeling empty, and where does that come from? The opposite of feeling empty is the feeling of self sufficiency and contentment. And this is simply a naturally occurring result of living with the underlying understanding that you have inherent worth, which, as you might have noticed, is the exact opposite foundation belief system than the one folks with borderline personality disorder walk around with. People who live with the fundamental underlying certainty that they and their feelings have inherent worth Do not walk around feeling empty. Feeling empty is not a naturally occurring product of such a belief system. Now consider some of the naturally occurring results that simply come with knowing that you and your feelings have inherent value. And what I'd like you to do is compare them to what you know about what it's like to live with borderline personality disorder. All right? This is a contrast for you. Emotionally healthy people who live with the foundation perception that they and their feelings inherently matter, number one, they do not depend on anything external in order to temporarily experience a fleeting sense of value. Number two, they're able to maintain contentment no matter what's going on around them. no matter what their circumstances are, no matter how much money they're making, no matter what kind of car they're driving. Because, number three, they themselves are generating their own sense of worth from within themselves. Number four, they don't need others to complete them because they complete themselves. Number five, They don't view negative experiences in life as being confirmations that they are worthless. Because of this, they, six, don't perceive everything negative that they encounter as being personal affronts. Getting cut off in traffic, for example, is not a personal affront uh somebody taking the last roll of toilet paper at the piggly wiggly they don't view that as a personal affront number 7 they are naturally self-confident and relaxed number 8 they experience lives of relative peace and of genuine contentment number 9 they have no compulsion to compensate or make up for their imaginary worthlessness. Number 10, they don't walk around in a state of perpetual frustration with life. Number 11, they don't feel empty. Number 12, they genuinely like themselves. And they treat themselves as if they do. So, these are just a few naturally resultant effects of living with the accurate understanding that being a person means that you and your feelings have inherent value. I pulled them off the top of my head when I was originally writing the article that this episode of the show is based on. If we were trying to create a comprehensive list, believe me, It would go on forever. But by contrast, let's create a similar list for people who believe that they and their feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth. All right? So here's their list. As a direct result of believing that their feelings and that they themselves are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of inherent worth... They, number one, depend completely, completely on external sources of validation at all times because, number two, they are completely incapable, as long as they live with this emotional disorder, of generating their own sense of worth from within for themselves. Number three. Any sense of contentment they get to enjoy depends on what others are doing or not doing, or on what is happening around them, what their circumstances are, the things they have or don't have. Number four, they are on a never-ending mission to find external things to supply themselves with a sense of fullness or of fulfillment. They are constantly trying to fill their emptiness. This can involve material things, food, sex. I've seen people do it with pets, getting a new pet every six months. And even other people. They use other people as an external way to try to fill their emptiness or to fulfill them. Number five, they view potential romantic partners as being their saviors who will complete them because they're unable to feel whole on their own. Number six, they subconsciously perceive every negative experience in life as confirmation of what they already believe, that they are worthless. By extension, they, number seven, Sensitively view every negative thing as a personal affront. So, somebody takes the last roll of toilet paper at the Piggly Wiggly. That wasn't random. That's just the universe emphasizing how worthless they are. They're so worthless they don't even deserve toilet paper. (laughs) An opportunity to buy a roll of toilet paper. Number eight, they have to fake self-confidence they walk around in a state of tenseness and anxiety number nine they live perpetually frustrated because their lives are very disordered number 10 they live in constant shame over who they are they're constantly trying to compensate or make up for being worthless Number eleven, they feel empty. Nothing external can ever satisfy the feeling of emptiness. It's an endless pit. No matter how much they shove into it, the feeling of emptiness persists. Number twelve, they secretly loathe themselves. And the way they treat themselves, including the way they neglect themselves, regularly demonstrates this. Did the person we just described sound familiar? Yeah, that person should sound familiar. And now you should be beginning to understand why the person with borderline personality disorder feels, thinks, and behaves the way he or she does, as well as the underlying cause for this. As you can see, seeking a treatment for the symptom of emptiness is not constructive. Rather, the only true solution is working to understand and undo the underlying causes, that is, the problem. So, if you've been with me for any length of time, you know that my work here with The Last Symptom is meant to help people focus on the right things, avoid the lies, misdirection, and misinformation that saturate this topic, and to gain the insights that will truly help them understand and eliminate the very causes of borderline personality disorder once and for all. After all, you don't want to be popping aspirins for the rest of your life and forever dealing with the same problems. So, I strongly encourage you to take full advantage of of the episodes of this podcast. Listen to them all. They don't have to be in order. You can skip around to the ones that cover topics that most catch your attention in the moment, or, you know, do it however you'd like to do it. Also, please take full advantage of the articles that I've been adding a lot to here lately over at thelastsymptom.com. And there and here, I comprehensively address all these things related to borderline personality disorder, emotional disorders in general, emotional health and emotional unhealth, and especially authentic recovery. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I've got for this week. One last time, I'd like to remind you about the Last Symptom West Coast Fundamentals Live and Online Course that's beginning in a mere 11 days. Be sure to get in there while you can. Secure your spot. It's an experience opportunity that really does have the possibility of changing the trajectory of your life. I want to thank my special guest today who stopped in to remind you to wear masks and be healthy and good to yourselves. Uh, Eloise, my daughter. Also, if you're interested in seeing uh, how old Ornery Orson, my, my pup, is growing and coming along. Boy, he's turning into a handsome feller. He is handsome. I posted a picture of him on the official last symptom instagram account so if you're a a follower there on instagram you can see a an updated picture of him there ladies and gentlemen this is brian barnett signing off as always thanks for listening